Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Benny, if you're wondering why Rob Manfred is uh, in the lab again wanting to tweak baseball, it's because, well, he's feeling himself. He, He is feeling himself. The changes he made to the game... This year, I think a resounding success. I really do. Um, I was uh, against some of them. You know, had an open mind about some of them. You know, the pitch clock one, I was really, really against. Now I'm all for it. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Uh, but, but you know, he did what he set out to do. I think there was more action uh, in baseball this year. There were Stolen bases were up. So mission accomplished, Rob. That's a, that is a feather in your cap. This is where it gets dangerous. It's like I've I've done this. What if we did this? And we want to now now let's listen to the complaints from the people that want starting pitchers to go more than four innings or three innings or or whatever it may be. So um he's got some ideas on how to quote emphasize starting pitching again. And it's a thing, man. It's a it's a thing. I saw somebody tweet, I think it was Eno, talking about how like no one in the minor leagues are being stretched out to to be long starters. I mean, they, these guys are max effort, four to five inning guys right now. No one is really breeding the next Verlander, <clears throat> the next Sandy Alcantara, the guys that can go out and give you seven, eight. Uh, you know, we get excited now when a guy gets through five, and we're like, dude. Mission accomplished. Job well done. Oh, great out. What a, I mean, what a workhorse. You well, are. you're you're right about you know the part that Rob Manfred, the changes that they implemented have been very successful this year. Saw uh, Bill Shaken pointing out last uh, time that there was a three-one game in the World Series, Game Six, 2020 World Series. Final score three to one. Time of game three hours twenty-eight minutes. Yesterday, final score three to one. Time of game. Two hours, 51 minutes. 37 minutes faster than that uh, last time there was a 3-1 game in the World Series. So I think inherently that is a good thing. Yeah, there's, there's more action. There's less downtime between pitches. The changes have been successful. The question is, do they have a problem when it comes to starting pitchers not going deeper into the games. What's the what's the actual problem that fans are complaining about? So here's what uh, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred said. This was last week. He was talking to uh, the press. He said, quote, There's a lot of fans who feel, the, who feel like the change from let's see who's today's pitching matchup is to 
who's the opener today, has not been a positive one. Uh, so he, he wants to emphasize pitchers going deeper into games. Correct. That and, being said... And the idea is they limit teams to just 12 pitchers, right. have one fewer guy in the bullpen, which makes it, it almost forces teams to use their starters for longer simply because they have no other choice. They don't have a deep enough bullpen to be taking guys out or using openers uh, or, you know, going with two inning outings. Well, and again, this is where it gets dicey with baseball. You know, look, you want to move the fences in to get a little more offense, more home runs. You want to uh, ban the shift to, um, you know, open up some holes for guys to get some more action going. You want to get bigger bases so guys can steal a little easier. I'm all for it. You want to get the pitch clock, keep the game moving? Fine, fine. When it gets down into, you're now telling me how I can and can't win a ball game, it's tough. That's why I hate the three batter rule. I hate it. I understand. No one wants to see you know, your lefty reliever specialist. It, it's tough. It's a different. But when you're telling me how to, I can and can't win a ball game with the guys that I have, with the roster that you set that number at 26, that's where I get a, it gets a little dicey for me. To me, the, the starting pitching problem is a, a it's a solution in search of a problem because you're not adding more good starting pitchers like to that. the game solution in search of a problem you're still guess what if if you've got a really good starting pitcher for the most part the managers are going to let them go yes they're going to protect them in terms of innings over the course of the season i don't think that will change under any new rules? They're not going to force guys to go eight instead of seven. If they don't have it in them, they don't have it. In, they need to win those games. They're going to have their best pitchers in there. But the Diamondbacks aren't starting Joe Mantiply necessarily today because of some brilliant strategy. They just don't have any more good starting pitchers left. And you can't create new good starting pitchers just by forcing guys to go longer into games. You know, you want to see more bad pitching in the game? Though this is a way to do it force guys to to be in there longer that really shouldn't be in there. You're not you're not really solving anything. You're just kind of shuffling the pieces around, but they're the same pieces that you're putting out there. To me, if I'm a fan of a team, I want them to put the best players out who can win that game that I went to that day. Every single time. And if that means that the starter or the opener only goes an inning or two, because that was the best strategy, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, nor do I. And and nor does it take away from they're not holding back Blake Snell from a start today to go with their opener instead. Right. They're going with their best pitchers that they have for as long as they can put them out there. That's what a manager is going to do. And right? I think this has sparked you guys from a couple of, of postseason outings where Merrill Kelly was absolutely cruising through and he gets pulled after five innings. Again, Tori Lavulo knows Merrill Kelly. Tori Lavulo knows his bullpen. Tori Lavulo spends day in and day out with these guys, and he, in his, that's his job to manage the ball club to the best of his ability, not to make the guy in the stands that likes Bob Gibson happy. Right? That's not Tori Lavulo's job. Bob Gibson used to go four complete games a week. Yeah, it was 70 years ago. Things change. I, I, look, I would love to have. Five guys in my rotation, Ben, that were capable of going seven innings. It's not It's not a young versus old thing here. But I got to do what I got to do to win a ball game. And if these guys hit 450 off my starting pitcher the third time through, I'm not going to do it just because Christy Mathewson did it in 1931. I don't that, – that 
part of the game of like, we got to keep it old school all the time. No, my job is to win a baseball game as a manager. And I know my pitcher. I can see it in his eyes that he's done. And I know when his curveball's flat. And I know when his fastball's lost some velo. I know when he's hanging his cutter. 100% I'm going to another arm. 100%. Now, now there were... There were changes that were made because the best way to win a baseball game wasn't always the most aesthetically pleasing. Correct. And and that's why we have a pitch clock now. Yeah, it's probably advantageous for a pitcher to stand there for 45 seconds and let his arm gear up to throw as hard as he can every single time. That's not aesthetically pleasing for baseball fans. Agreed. I think stolen bases are fun and exciting. Bringing more of them back into the game by increasing the size of the bases and limiting the, the throws over... It made the game more aesthetically pleasing. So does he have a solution for this? Because it sounds like the only solution would be something that would be completely moronic, and you starting pitcher must go five innings. That's not going to happen, nor should it, because every starting pitcher at any level from Little League, if you played in the big leagues, every starting pitcher has gone out and towed the rubber and not had his good stuff and been absolutely murdered, knocked around in the first three innings. Now I got to gut through two more innings because we want to get baseball back to the old school way. I, bro, again, if you gave me five Randy Jones that could go out and just pump the zone and get ground balls, I'm in. I'm all the way in. I don't care. I don't need to see these specialists. The less bullpen I got to use, the better I'm going to be in the playoffs. So it's not that. It's you're now asking every organization to make a sweeping change of like, like somebody said in the chat, and I wonder if this is true. Uh, Gil said the Padres put a, a three-inning max on their starting pitchers in the minors. I don't know that that's true. That's, that's not true. Uh, are you sure? Yeah. Maybe at one level? I mean, I'm sure that there have been – there's there are definitely minor league pitchers who throw more than three innings for the Padres. Sure. Maybe it's at some – maybe at certain yeah, level. Yeah, maybe a rookie ball a rookie or, ball or something. Rookie ball or something. Like yeah. Which, again, now you're going to ask organizations to do things differently – than they've done in the past. And again, I don't know of one GM or manager that wouldn't want a stable, you guys, of of Sandy Alcantara's guys that can go out and give you seven innings. Um, you know, we've got a couple of those guys on our team. We do. We've got when you's locked in, he's seven inning guy. When Joe uh Musgrove's locked in, he's seven inning guy. You know, and and the 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 way of the complete game is just kind of it's gone by the wayside, and it makes sense, right? The money is more. You know, the, the, the investment is way more. They're more important. The regular season such a grind, and it's long, and you want these guys fresh for a playoff run, fresher than they would be, and, and I, I just don't know what his solution would be. Let's uh, let's push back Take on Woods until yeah. next hour push because back. I want to talk about this a little bit more. So if you're uh, looking to play our game, we'll do it at 810 this morning. There's nothing... There's nothing inherently exciting about seeing a guy go nine innings, give up four runs. It's a good, it's a good outing. It's fine. Yeah, but that you know that happened a lot when I was growing up. It did you know complete game? Guy gave up five runs and went the distance lost and lost five, five to three. Five to three. <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing nostalgic that I miss about seeing a guy go the distance and pitch mediocrely, especially in the last three innings. Yeah, I would have rather pulled him in the seventh when it was a 3-2 ball game in my favor and then had a, a hard-throwing lefty come in to mow down some and then bring my closer in and win a, win a ball game. I, ultimately, I don't even know you know, if they if they can. You know, Rob Manfred said we'll, we'll reduce the number of bull, you know, arms in the bullpen, Which total sucks. pitchers from 13 to 12. 
I think you're going to have more injuries. That's the last thing you want if you're a, a commissioner is more pitchers getting hurt because they're forced to go longer. The other idea that was thrown out there is you lose your designated hitter after you take your starting pitcher out of the game. Terrible but idea. You, you mentioned during the break when we talked about that. So, you know, a team that has a highly paid star designated hitter all of a sudden loses them after three innings if their starting pitcher is gets hurt or is ineffective, and then all of a sudden he's out of the game and you don't get to see him for the rest of the game. Yeah, who are the best DHs in the game right now? Who are the guys that will DH and you will pay money to go see? Jordan Alvarez, I know he plays in the field some, but Jordan Alvarez, let's say he's in the lineup. The Astros are playing the Texas Rangers. The Astros have a, a Hunter Brown on the mound. He's a rookie, you know, coming in. He'll be going to his second year, but he's a little bit erratic. But he's got great stuff. So you pencil in your lineup with Jordan in the three hole. Hunter Brown goes out and gets lit up. And now you got to go to the bullpen. So now you lose, you got to take Jordan Alvarez, a star of the game, out of the game to pinch hit him, Chaz McCormick for him. Or do you then go, well, we're running, we do run the risk of Hunter not being good. So let's just start Chaz McCormick in the DH and Jordan comes off the bench. No, guys, like that, that's, that's the problem. So, I think that is a, 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 a terrible, terrible idea. I don't think it's one they're going to implement. Uh, but I think that's a horrific idea. And, it cha- again, that changes a lot of strategy about your lineups. And then, like, again, guy goes up and gives up five in the first. Like, all right, bro, if you're pulling him next inning, you gotta you got to pull your DH, too? That's garbage. Nobody wants that. So, ultimately, I don't know if there is even, a, like I said, I don't know if there's even a problem. This is a solution in search of a problem that Major League Baseball doesn't really need to put a lot of time or energy into this yeah, offseason. And, and it boils down to you would then be sending out memos to 30 organizations and all their minor leagues and saying, <laughs> okay, uh, no more innings limits on these guys. We're going to push these guys hard. We're going to build everybody up to be able to go seven, eight, nine innings uh, at the big league level because for some reason that's better and more exciting than having a guy coming in throwing 103 out of the bullpen like a, a Jordan Hicks or a, or a Duran from Minnesota. Like, I want to use my best players to navigate, by the way, navigate 162 games. Now, you want to shorten the season a little bit, Rob? I'm all for it. I'm all for shortening the baseball season to 140 games. I think it would be 70, 70. It would feel more like a sprint. You could trim the fat off of the Major League Baseball season. Hell, give me another playoff team. I don't care. Make them all seven games. Let's do the real. Extend the playoffs. Extend the playoffs. At least least the wild card round has to start at five. This is is the whole topic for another day, but would you ever be in favor of doing what they do in the minor leagues and having first half champion, second half champion, they both make the playoffs, reset the standings. Reset the the standings is interesting In the middle of the season. They do that in the minor leagues. They did it in the... The strike year in 1981, hey, first half champion, you're in. No matter what happens in the second half, you can play you know, 400 baseball in the second half. You've already won the first half. You're in the playoffs in the second half of the season. Be very interesting strategically what you yeah, do if you won the, the first half. If you won the first half and you guaranteed yourself a slot, try some things. I mean, how, how, badass, some guys. how badass would it be to just like, hey, we got 70 or let's, even even if it's a full season. We got 81 games, boys. Let's go out and win 50 of these bad boys. We're going to get in the playoffs. And then we're not going to cruise by any stretch. But you can bring up some young but guys can, yeah. you can test some different things out. I, yeah, you don't win a championship. You just secure your, your playoff berth early. I don't know. Does that then diminish all the teams that, that did win their division or whatever in the first half? 
Is it going to be Probably. fun watching yeah, them in the, the second, second half? What if you have the second best record in the first half? He gets you nothing. Right. Yeah, and then you have to start all over again. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. All right. We, uh, we I gonna, don't like it. Uh, quickly, <laughs> the uh, best football show with Brian Baldinger wraps up the world in 15 minutes, so you can be smarter at the water cooler. Join Baldy as he explains the biggest stories from multiple vantage points and the ripple effect it has throughout football, dissecting the NFL's most exciting moments and top players only as a film junkie can. Follow the best football show with Brian Baldinger in the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right. We'll get to Don't Do This coming up next year, Woodsy. We've got a uh, great... Great radio rant. Always some of our favorite content. I'm not. It might be a do do this. It could be a do do yeah, this. We'll, it's we'll, that good. We'll figure it out. But it's uh, it's terrific audio. We'll get to that coming up next with Ben and Woods after a check of traffic here on San Diego's number one sports station, ninety seven three The Fan. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? How many times do I have to tell you? Oh, I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. You moron. Dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. Uh, things not to do in the locker room uh, is the theme today of Don't Do This. This is not about USD. No, that's true. Yeah. Eagles running back, Kenneth Gainwell, uh, had a rough first half the other day, and he had a fumble, and they get to uh, halftime, and he, they all go into their locker room, and they're going to make the halftime adjustments, and uh, he happened to grab his phone, Ben, and click on an Instagram DM that said, uh, quote, hold on to the football, you effing bum. Uh, yeah, he fumbled against the commanders, and he replied, little boy, don't text me. So then the guy that 
got the rise out of him, then posts it on social media. It starts making the rounds. And now all of a sudden, this guy's the bad guy. Kenneth Gainwell's the bad guy <coughs> for responding. And head coach Nick Sirianni talked to the uh, press and said, of course, we talked to Kenny about that. These guys have some time away from us when we get into the locker room where they sit down at their locker. They do whatever it is going to take their mind and just calm it. This is part of these guys' lives. It's some of that stuff. He's sitting in his locker. Should he respond to somebody that's DMing him? No. Shouldn't respond to that guy or girl at all. So, yes, we talked to him about that, to be locked in and focused, not worried about outside noise. He knows he made a mistake. He goes, it's kind of sucks that it's an Eagles fan, and uh, that's a whole different set of issues if he is an Eagles fan. The other don't do this is don't DM players uh, negative Sure. Criticism. I mean, is this will sound hypocritical, but if you are a, a pro athlete, football player, you probably shouldn't be looking at your phone at all at halftime. But you are a professional broadcaster. I am. And you look at your phone I on do, the air. but I'm also looking things up that aid my job. We have a computer. Yeah. He doesn't have that. True. Now, is it okay, like, to check and see if maybe your wife or girlfriend texted something? I don't know. Your dad has some words of wisdom he wanted to text you. Is it okay to look at your phone at halftime should, of a football should game? Should you be allowed to? My my gut tells me, yeah, man, you're at, it's halftime. You can check your phone. Maybe don't respond. Maybe that's maybe the lesson. Maybe don't check social media. Maybe don't check social media. We have to because we're following, you know, you don't, our, you our don't, tier ones are on social media. Sometimes and, you don't want to see what people have, especially if you had a bad first half. Either way. Either way. I mean, you don't want to be reading your, your uh, own pub. Your pub, and you don't want to be looking at the criticism if you had a bad first half. It's fair. By the way, Gainwell is a fantastic name for a running back. Yes. <laughs> All right, speaking of things not to do in the locker room, don't go in and steal stuff from the locker room while the team's playing either, but that's what uh, the Colorado football team players are reporting after they took on uh, UCLA on Saturday, and after the game, they went back into the locker room and uh, say they found a bunch of stuff, including jewelry, missing from their lockers. Damn. A report was filed with the Pasadena Police Department following the 28-16 loss, and... Some video was posted of players discussing the incident. Remember, they've got that crew that's following them around for Dion and documenting everything that goes on. So they said, yeah, after the game, uh, one player can be heard saying, yeah, I just got mine, bro. I had the jewelry box and everything, bro. They took it off my jewelry box. Yeah, you've seen some of the bling that Colorado players have with them. You know, that NIL, sweet NIL money has led to some nice pieces of jewelry. I can imagine that a forward-thinking thief thought, "Oh, I've seen, I've seen what they wear. I've seen, you know, they take it off during the game. I know exactly where that stuff is going to be while they are playing. Maybe you shouldn't bring it into the locker room in the first place." Yeah, it's tough though because you know you you wear what you wear to the game. You take it off, you put it in your locker. It should be safe, home, road, whatever. But, Some lockers have safes. You yeah, know, yeah, there's safe, safe in there. Yeah, I mean that's you can't do that can't do that if you're UCLA. There's cameras everywhere. I mean, I'm sure there's not cameras inside the locker room. That would be weird and illegal. But I, there's got to be cameras. of You could see who's coming and going, I would imagine, out in the hallway. Uh, should be pretty easy to track down who, who did this as well. So we'll see what happens with that one. But we had to play you guys this... Uh, this <clears throat> very testy exchange and, and rant from DD Mega Doo Doo. We've decided it is a, a doo doo this. 92.3 The Fan. The Ken Carmen Show with Anthony Lima. And they're Browns fans. And they're, they cover the Browns. So obviously, it's torture 
It's just frustrating every time they go to work on a Monday. So they, they had a tough loss to the Seahawks, right, yep. uh, on Sunday. Correct. Last uh, minute touchdown by Geno Smith uh, to win that game and steal it away from the Browns. So here's their uh, exchange. He's stupid, Anthony, and demand for him to be fired in this but, position. I'm not. Hold on, hold on. You've oh, held, you've held me on for a long time. Listen to me. You're having a conversation. I know, That's how it works. You go, not, I go. It's not monologue radio. We you're have conversations. Okay, I get that. That's, That's what we do. I know. Please teach me more. I know about the radio cameras around. Please teach me more. Let's have a let's have a damn conversation. Because you interrupted me seven times in the first two minutes. We have a conversation. That's all. I'm trying to You're giving platitudes. I'm trying to get an understanding. There's no platitudes. Okay, go ahead. I'm trying to explain some nuance. Go ahead. Thank you. Explain more about radio. Thank you, football guy. I appreciate it. I would like you to explain radio. Thank you, football guy. Please explain it. Yes, please. Go ahead. Please explain radio. Don't tell me how this so works. I'm asking for nuance. This, this, this I'm, work, I don't know what's going on. I'm asking for nuance, Ken, because... I'm giving you nuance. You refuse to all, listen. Of all the seasons to go after Stefanski the strongest, this is not the one with the third straight oh quarterback. That's all I'm trying to get from you. Yeah, that's it. Lovely. That's it. That's I mean, fine. I thought Stefanski oh. gave a master class for 55 minutes on how the football stuff works, but the football guy is telling me, you're looking at one play... And I'm like, my God, that's that's what average football fans say around the league every day. And I, I, I just don't, I'm surprised to hear from you. That's don't all. you ever accuse oh. me of that ever oh. again oh, on this show. Now we got another. No, it's like the Daryl moment all over again. I, and I don't care my God, because you're not Dave. listening. You just want to start some I, argument over Kevin Stefanski. Well, that's the whole show today. And that's what I'm saying is every guy's going to call up and say that play. We no, get that. You'd rather give start a fight some, with me than take me, the calls. I know some, what you're doing Give me, to me. something more than that. That's I'm all giving I'm you about. everything I can. I've tried to explain to you over and over and over again. You go, well, apparently you don't trust the defense. Well, apparently you don't, you know, you don't trust this. You don't trust that. No, I'm giving you the macro level answer on all this where you can give me all the different machinations and all the different reasons why he would keep his job and i go is it an entertainment business yep do they have to sell tickets yep do they have to sell merchandise oh yeah are they gonna be happy if they bring that guy back if they don't make the playoffs absolutely not well off we go i mean to me not it's, that hard. it's going to cameras come down. are off I, I swung it away it's unreal people say we talk over each other too much sometimes yeah i've heard that try not to but you get passionate you get frustrated you know, you uh, it, it comes with the territory. It's mornings. You know, you're tired. You're grouchy already. Fine. God, man. You know, go Suck go do whatever bitch, the hell you're doing. Man. It doesn't matter. The best well, do the time. show. Quit being a bitch. The best of Whatever. I'm the one doing the show. You're the one checking out. Have a good day. See you. Go on. Deuce. Do the show, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> We're just waiting. Our, our moment is coming. <laughs> no. At some point. It doesn't. Long, uh... These guys, Ken Carmen and Anthony Lima, have been together. Well, the most uncomfortable <clears throat> part about something an on-air blow-up is when you, all right, we got, we'll be right back. Here's traffic with <laughs> Kelly Danning, and then you turn the mic off, and you're like, "What the hell was that?" Or, <laughs> or he's like, "Hey, that was actually pretty good." Ben and I have gotten into some arguments before, and we turn the mic off, and be like, "That was good. It's <laughs> yeah. a good discussion." Yeah, I don't take it personally. I don't think you do either. I, it's not a personal thing. It's not like I'm like, "You're ugly," and you're like, "Well, you, you're chubby." Like, it's nothing like that. It's Look at that mole on your arm. You know what I mean? It doesn't get personal. Do the show, bitch. I don't know. I think our opinions are as personal as it gets. Sure. Sure. And, but the I think where he really lost it, which I've, I'll do too, when he talked about, t- oh, teach me how to do radio. Because I don't know. Please tell Please tell me. <laughs> I got 10,000 hours. You're going to tell me how to do when radio? mess with Ben. Yeah. 
when he Ben splains. Yes, he, Ben splains. Are you Ben splaining? Yeah. You know, yeah, radio mechanics. Are you are you Ben splaining how divisions work, Ben? But, but imagine like <laughs> actually getting super angry over that. It's so good. It's really uncomfortable. All right, next time he bends points, just light him out. up. Flip out. I can't because he's too sweet, and I don't ever want to be mad at him. I have that, a lot of love for Ben. That's don't and do do this for a Tuesday. That was don't do this with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. All right, not saying he's definitely getting the job, but Mike Schilt is clearly the or one of the leading candidates to be the next Padres manager. We just happen to know someone we do. who covered Mike Schilt as manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. She is a good friend of the program. Katie Wu from The Athletic is going to give us a bit of a scouting report on what we could possibly expect if Mike Schilt is named the next manager of the San Diego Padres. Yeah. And, you know, we'll just talk baseball with Katie as well, World Series and more. Always enjoy uh, chatting with her. That is next with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Primetime NFL games available free from Westwood One, live here on 97.3 The Fan and on our Odyssey app. This Thursday, listen to the Titans and Steelers, and then next Monday, it's the Chargers and the Jets, right here on 97.3 The Fan at 4.30, or just download the Odyssey app and search for 97.3 The Fan at kickoff. All right, Mike Schilt, 
not the manager of the Padres yet, but definitely is a leading possibility to take over the job. When we come back from traffic, Katie Wu's going to join us. She covered Mike Schilt uh, with The Athletic for the St. Louis Cardinals. Can give us a little taste of maybe what to expect if he does become the next Padres manager. Do that after a check with Kelly here on 97.3 The Fan. All right, from Kelly to Katie, we are joined right now by Katie Wu from The Athletic covering the St. Louis Cardinals, where uh, Mike Schilt's been out of that organization for a couple of years, uh, but he was certainly very formative in for at least a few seasons there. Katie, good morning to you. Good morning, fellas. I just got a picture from our, our sweet, sweet Paul about what you all look like in studio, and just 10 out of 10 today. Great Thank you. Spirit. Thank you. What did you dress up as? Um, I dressed up as, it was a partner costume. My partner was a beer keg. I was a pint of beer. And this is why you don't let the men pick the costume. That's the, It was his choice. Yes. I look like a giant orange rectangle, so it's great. Well, I've never, I've never been allowed to since I met my wife. I've never been allowed to pick my own costume, hence why I have uh, cat whiskers drawn on my face and a tail and ears. So I don't, I don't really get to choose anymore. That's well, you're not married yet. When once you get married, you will get to choose uh, costumes for the rest of your life, Katie. That's how that works. I hope so. I, I paid my dues. I yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. What's your favorite Halloween candy? Before we get Mike Schiltz uh, CV. Oh, my favorite Halloween candy. Okay, this is gonna get this might get a little reaction, but I love almond joys. Oh, me too. Me too. Yeah. Two, wow. We are two almonds in a pod. I don't like coconut. I don't like almonds. I you guys are insane. Like They're so good, yeah. and you get the two little almonds in there, and it just do you go one bite or do you split it down the middle? Um, I'm a, I, I split. You split. Okay. All right. I can do. I can get with that. I can get with that for sure. I love that. I love Almond Joys, too. I never have found another human being that likes <laughs> Almond Joys. Ben hates them. Paul doesn't like them. Hannah doesn't like them. All, more for us is how I look at it, Katie. Exactly. Well, so, so we had uh, we had talked about having you on. I texted you, talked to you a little bit last week. And we were kind of, you know, as, as the, the details emerged, that Mike Schilt potentially could be the leader in the clubhouse for the new uh, Padres managerial job. And, you know, we asked Adam Jones about Ryan Flaherty, who's also been mentioned. But, you know, you, you know Mike Schilt a little bit, had a relationship with him. Give me like the – give me like the – let's start with the pros of, of hiring Mike Schilt as your manager if you're the San Diego Padres. Sure. Well, I think he, his track record speaks for itself, right? I mean, he was the manager for three years, interim manager for three and a half. So we'll say roughly four years for the Cardinals. And he brought the Cardinals to the postseason – 2019, 2020, and 2021, his first uh, real three seasons as manager. He also was the manager of the year, finished third in 2021 for that same award. So obviously he knows what it takes to build a successful club and keep that leadership within the clubhouse. Um, Very fundamentally heavy. I mean, he spent nearly two decades in the Cardinals organization going up through the minor league system. So the fundamentals and the small ball, that's really instilled in him. He likes to manage that way. He likes the, uh, you know, the double steals the sack bunts, oh, those no. kinds of things. Um, now, I'm not sure if that would be the right fit for the Padres team, of course. You guys would know that much more than I would, but it was really successful the way the Cardinals did it. So, Katie, uh, it has to be asked, if he was so successful and was going to the playoffs three years in a row, why was he fired? I yeah. remember asking the question at the time, never really got a, a solid answer from uh, from the Cardinals organization back then other than, 
you know, the old philosophical differences thing. I'm sure you followed kind of up over the years and heard things. What what really turned the relationship there, and, and why was he not able to, to build on that and continue as the Cardinals' manager? Yeah, the Cardinals not giving a clear answer. What a shocker. Um, I think... <laughs> so it's not just us. No, not just you at all. Um, I, I feel like there were a lot of different narratives kind of spun out there because it did come as a surprise. I mean, they had finished that season in 2021 with a 17-game winning streak to sneak into the playoffs. And, and really, with that roster, that was a testament, I think, to both the guys and the coaching staff. But I was under the impression that Mike Schultz was going to get an extension. And when the exact opposite happened, it was very surprising. One narrative out there was that he wasn't very analytics forward. I don't think that was – I think that was a little overblown. Um, I, the way that the Cardinals and, and Schultz run used to run that organization yes Schultz a little old school likes a small ball like I talked about but I don't think he was turned off by analytics by any means I think there was just a difference in leadership preferences going forward um 2021 and 2020 dating back to that were obviously two very hard years to manage or really do anything at all as you're experiencing a global pandemic and I think when we, the Cardinals were looking to things coming, becoming more normal and looking at how they were going to establish themselves going forward, they just no longer saw Schultz as the right fit. Um, shocking. I think everyone was surprised. And, uh, you know, I think there's still some clarity there as, as to what went wrong. But I, I will say that it's been surprising to me that Schultz hasn't seen more uh, substantial managerial interviews, obviously, than the one that he did on Friday. Yeah, that surprises me too. And and you do wonder. Look, I mean, it, not just the baseball business; all business is a word of mouth. It can be a bit of a boys' club from time to time. Um, you can burn bridges, and and but I, I was surprised as surprised as I was he was fired uh, by the St. Louis Cardinals. I was equally surprised that he was hired by the San Diego Padres. And you know, hopefully, it turns out to be uh, a good move. He seems like a guy that that likes his players, like defends his players a lot. We all saw the video leaked out by a Rosarena. I loved that. I mean, that's enough for me, like, to have a guy that has a little bit of, of chapped ass every now and then. We don't start the shield. Yeah, we don't start we'll it. The yeah, we'll finish the shield. Uh, I thought it was great. <laughs> and, like, I think he's, you know, we have been kind of in need of some of that here, a little bit of that fire. Yeah. You know, what I really liked about Schilt is he's very understanding about the job everyone had to do. So he grew up. Uh, going to his mom, who worked in a double-A baseball team. And so he was in the press box every day, and he saw firsthand, you know, the actual uh, jobs of the media and, and what how how important it was that he had a good relationship with everybody. And I think that, one, was very helpful in the media perspective, but, two, I saw that same kind of mindset with his players. There were plenty of times where he felt like a player didn't get the right call. Um, I remember one one. Uh, uh, incident was Giovanni Gallegos was asked to change his hat. This was before the sticky substance rules came cracking down. And Schilt was so irate that his, uh, I don't want to say tantrum, but his rampage that he went on about Gio having to change his hat in the middle of the game actually started the sticky substance crackdown. Wow. Um, it was played all over Zoom because, you know, that was back when you could just record a, um, a person. And a couple of weeks later, MLB was like, yeah, okay, we have a whole bunch of rules to make sure this doesn't happen again. So I know a majority of the players really liked playing for him. He certainly knows how to manage a winning clubhouse. Now we'll just see if he uh, gets that chance at San Diego. And shout out to our beloved Dennis Lynn, by the way, who's been all over that story. Just absolutely crushing it uh, all off season. Katie, um, 
it seems like he's a study in contrast, Mike Schultz, a little bit because you hear the stories about how much he cares about the players. You just mentioned, you know, how important he thinks that it has to have good relationships with everybody in the organization, media. But we also hear that he can sometimes be difficult and, and you know, some talk about that. What was your kind of experience of the two sides of Mike Schilt? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that baseball is difficult, right? And those conversations, if you're not having hard conversations, you can argue that you're not really growing or, or benefiting in this sport, um, especially given how extensively and how close everyone works together for, including spring training, over 200 consecutive days. I do think, and I, I don't want to speak for him, so, so please don't feel like I am, I feel like if Schill had a do-over, there would be a different way to go about those conversations. Everyone gets their frustrations and expresses themselves out in different ways, and I think going forward maybe there is a different way for him to communicate. You know, no one's doubting his passion and no one was doubting his leadership and how, how he wanted to succeed, but I think uh, those, those narratives out there of him being a little difficult at times and being a little hard-headed are just things that he ultimately has to grow through if he wants to get another chance as manager. He's a rebel in a little bit. I like that. I like that about <laughs> him. And, and it's been reported uh, as, as, you know, when Bob left and Mike Schilt emerged as the front runner that he does have a good working relationship with our general manager and president of baseball ops, uh, A.J. Preller. That We've seen that before. We've seen managers come in that had a good relationship. They didn't always end well, which, again, is not a shot at A.J. That's not uncommon at all <laughs> in business of any kind. That is not uncommon, and especially in this business. But um, you do, you know, you, the, the only thing besides the small ball comment, which I'm going to vomit about, uh, is the is the the fact that nobody else has, has come knocking, as far as we know, over the last few years. I'm just going to I'm going to look at it as hey man you had a couple of years to think about the things maybe you've done wrong if you get your opportunity again I expect him to probably be a little bit different of a manager than he was in St. Louis. Yeah, I would think that's fair and I think that's what you would want, right? I mean, if you're doing the exact same thing over and over again, eventually you're going to stop being successful at it. This game is always changing, our jobs are always changing no matter what you do. So, you want a manager that can look back and reflect and be like, "Here, I did some really good things in St. Louis." But there are some things I could do better if I get this next opportunity. So I'm not sure. Again, you guys know that clubhouse in San Diego much more than I do. Um, if if the small ball approach is the way to go there, but I do know that any manager that's taking over for this Padres club is facing a lot of pressure off the bat because the Padres are facing a lot of pressure off the bat. So it will be a t- an organization and a team to take over if you love a challenge. I've never known Mike Schultz to not enjoy a challenge, um, but certainly whoever takes that job is going to have a ton of work ahead of them. And uh, I think a lot of eyes on them early. Last one for me on Mike Schilt, Katie, and this will just have to be your kind of sense and opinion. But how will he be with my unrelenting string of Schilt puns I mean, if he becomes be, the manager? Because it's, it's going to be. We've insane. already come up with the segments. I mean, talking Schilt, Schilt hits the fan here on ninety-seven three. The fan talking <laughs> Schilt, Schilt, shooting the, the Schilt. Schilt. I mean, they're Schilt, just Schilt talking. They never stop. Is he going to be okay with that, or <laughs> is he going to hate us right? forever? Oh, he's for sure hurting them all. I think it's about the delivery. Okay. Um, Schilt hitting the fan is a 10 out of 10. I don't know how he could <laughs> not is. like that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a, if you hit him with a subtle delivery, he likes that, like that wry humor, which I think you all three have in your own special way. So you just got to hit the delivery right. Um, it's, it's on you to deliver it. Okay. The pressure is on you at this point, but I think you can pull it off. I, if can, you, I can take that. If he does get the gig, Katie Wu, will you please uh, drop him a text and let him put in a good word for us? 
Absolutely. Thank you. You are such a queen. Any thoughts on the World Series uh, that you've seen the first three games so far, Katie, and the matchup between the Diamondbacks and the Rangers? My only real takeaway is that I hope it goes seven. I just find this uh, such an enjoyable World Series, and I, I I hate the narrative that, you know, no one wants to watch it. I think this is so cool for baseball. You have two teams that lost in 100 games two years ago in the World Series, yep. um, and to see just a bunch of, at least a bunch of former players I know, um, obviously two managers that have been really, really excelled at their craft and have different stories. Uh, the Diamondbacks front office story is incredible. I I just hope it goes seven, and uh, I really don't want the baseball season to be over, mainly because when it does, you and both of us are going to have a lot of work ahead of each other. Yes, so, yes, we will. Go to seven for, for a lot of reasons. Katie, I uh, love it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today, and uh, enjoy your off season. Hopefully we'll see you at spring training. You got it, guys. Thanks, Thanks Katie, Katie Wu. Katie Wu, covering the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, she goes to Florida for spring training, but you never know. We've we've run into her before, right? We did run into her yeah. at spring training. Winter meetings. Winter we meet- definitely ran yeah. into her at the winter meetings. But also at spring training. That's the first time we ever met Katie Wu yeah. was at spring training. That's right. Yeah, she was, first what the hell was person, she doing out there? Uh, she was covering the Padres minor league. That's right. At the That's time. right. That's and right. Then that she was went the on day, to the Cardinals. That was the day we were up in the booth with Jesse. You guys called a couple innings. Terrible. She was in the press box. She got stung, stung by a bee in the eye. In the eye. Wasn't it right in the eye? Yeah, it was like yeah. right on the corner of yeah. her eye. I was oh. like, I'm so sorry. It was a rough week. She was. She's the best, man. She is the best. And, I, uh, I wish that we could do that for every like rumored candidate. I don't know that we have a Ryan Flaherty guy. AJ, or, we asked Adam, Adam Jones, Jones last week. Yeah, that's true. We did. Yeah, we can, we, we, we've got some inside information there. Um, you know, we haven't really heard a lot of the outside names no. uh, other than rumors. We don't. Do we know a single person that that AJ Preller has brought in so, to interview for the job other than the internal all we candidates? Really know was last week. I think AC reported at least again. It was really just all reports. But he said Schilt was interviewed on Wednesday after the Zoom, and Flaherty was on Friday. We don't know if Ruben Niebla got an official interview. Yeah, because I thought he got. I thought Ruben got one, and then I heard Coach yesterday say he wouldn't be surprised if Ruben gets one. And so I don't know if that's actually been done. Rumor mill, Benji Gill, uh, I've, I've heard that rumor. But you're seeing other teams that are, like the, the Guardians ended up uh, interviewing Craig Council, I believe, yesterday, which will be be an interesting hire for them. I thought they were set on Stephen Vogt. But when a guy like Craig Council comes in, I think you have to do that interview. Coach, I actually pitched the idea of why wouldn't we interview Craig Council as well? And I think it, what it boiled down to is money. He's going to want Bob Melvin money or more, um, and that's kind of you know that. I, I think the Padres, whoever they hire, will be less than what Bob Melvin was. Making. But AJ Preller did say that he was getting a lot of outside interest sure. from you know big. What do you say? Like big names, big names. have been interested in yeah. this job as soon as they heard that Melvin was leaving. Joe Girardi, Buck Showalter, Joe Madden. I'm sure it's the usual suspects uh, that are are you know some of them haven't worked in a couple of years. Phil Nevin. Yeah, I mean, of course, of. Again, it doesn't matter. Even if they had heard the worst things about San Diego Padres, the culture, the toxic this, the toxic that, you're you still want to manage a big league club. It's it, nothing they can do will ever turn guys away from wanting to manage a big league club. I cannot stress that enough. There's just so few of those jobs. Yeah, of course I can fix it. I'm a brilliant man. That's why you it, – everything's going to be different. Trust me. Watch, watch what I do. Watch what I do. Watch the plan I have in store. Now, there's been a guys. lot of talk about it, but nothing really substantial. 
Skip Schumacher, maybe yep. not happy in Miami. Obviously, we have a good relationship with him. I still refuse to text. We him have a good it. relationship with AJ Preller. I would say he likes us. Uh, maybe we can maybe get maybe less them. than usual. If, if they were to ask the Marlins for permission, do you think AJ Preller would be cool coming in studio with Skip and they do the interview live on live the air on the air? With I us? think that would be. I would. I just want to know <laughs> what it entails, like more than anything in the world. Like, is it scenarios? Are they yeah? Do they just pummel you with scenarios? All right, what are you doing in this situation? Right. Bottom of the eighth. Be so fun <laughs> and and nerve wracking. Sounds like Bob Melvin's interview in San Francisco was pretty perfunctory. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. You good? We're good. All, All right, right, cool. Doesn't seem to be a complete psychopath. Good Sounds to know. You're, good to you're me. the guy. You're hired. All right, we've got uh, two hours to go. Uh, when we come back, I know that uh, there was a moment at the near the end of the show yesterday. Oh you my god! To revisit. Uh, I've been waiting. For, yeah, almost 24 hours. It's coming up next year on 97.3 The Fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details why why if you why? have t-mobile 5g home internet you might be hearing this why a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users why, why? good question why not switch to cox internet with two times faster download speeds than t-mobile 5g home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain t-mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived spring spring is here which means it's the perfect time to get away in the hyundai you've always wanted visit the hyundai getaway sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning hyundai models like the tech-filled tucson and kona as well as the spacious palisade enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with america's best warranty and three years or thirty-six thousand miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get zero percent apr or up to fifteen hundred bonus cash on the hyundai tucson now during the hyundai getaway sales event offers end soon call 562-314-4603 for details